You know what really bugs me? The parking signs that have so much text on them. And then there's two more parking signs below them. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's like park... This is a three-hour parking spot, but not on Mondays, not on Thursdays, not on Saturdays. And only on Tuesdays from 3 to 5, (laughs) but 5 to a.m. to 6, p.m. to a.m. And then only on Sunday, but not Thursday, and not the first Saturday of the month, but the third Saturday. And I'm like, ah, can (laughs) I park here? People are running into me. (laughs) And and I've I've already taken 15 minutes to parallel park. I'm like getting out spreadsheets (laughs) and calculators. I'm like, okay. Did right. I show you the one that had three pictures? It was three different towing companies, three different places to like pay for it, and it was free parking, <laughs> and it was like reserved for this one company. <laughs> I'm lost. That is crazy. These things. Too I'm many like, choices. And I'm like, and this. there's no one parked on the street. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no one's here. Everyone got scared away. <laughs> totally. You know, it would be a great sucks. business idea is just one sign. It's like, yeah, go ahead. You can park. Simple parking like, signs. It's like our conversation yesterday. We Literally, John, the only thing you need to do is this. See, we could start a whole brand, Just I think, park for and pay. cities. Yeah. Who was it that once oh never mind. All right. If yeah. you want if you want the parking, mm. if you want the simple parking, five star the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and subscribe. And subscribe. And subscribe. My Okay, so Lucy, my daughter who's six, she says, <clears throat> I think she picked it up from the little like kid YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And before anyone freaks out, there's like a YouTube kids and it's, yeah, uh, it's yeah. safer. And, before anyone, you and, let your kid what? <laughs> <laughs> but there's little kids who do their videos. Like she has a classmate who he has a channel. We hear yeah. about his channel oh, yeah. all the he time. He has a channel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they talk about his mm-hmm. channel. And but they, but the way she says it, she's picked it up from the video. She goes. Um, Daddy, so go ahead and click and like and subscribe. Subscribe. Oh, <laughs> like so she'll just cute. say it when we're like playing a game. <laughs> so that's so cute. Like and subscribe. <laughs> With the V-E. Yeah. I'm Wait, not correcting her on that. that. No, do not. She will recognize <laughs> Wait, it. That is so funny. Okay, I promise we're okay. going to talk about okay. virtual culture. Virtual culture. That was um, a very... <laughs> but first, I just have to ask, because mm-hmm. this is this is the ultimate sin for a podcaster. Mm. I just listened to my first Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. And I need to know where you stand on jo- Joe Rogan. What do you think? Are, have you listened? No. So no. So you're not what? all alone. Yeah, Get out of here. I haven't listened to you mentioned Joe, it. You mentioned it. You mentioned it just the other yeah, day. And I've I was listened like, to a few, but it's hit or miss to me based off who the guest is. Mm. Okay. Because it's so long, so, so you've got to you really think, be interested. Yeah. Do you listen more for Joe, or do you listen more for the interviewee? Interviewee. Ah, interesting, interesting. He is a good interviewer, yeah, for sure. I think he's mm. great, but... Mm-hmm. Well, great. Great's a little I, bit I, of a, like I a, know. <laughs> this is like we're going to lose half our listeners. Yeah, it, yeah they're like, like yeah, no, I'm completely indifferent unless you care. And yeah. In which case, this I, is my I, homework I, assignment. I do, <laughs> I do feel like the unspoken rule is like you have to like you have to love Joe Rogan podcast, Uh-oh. and I don't. <laughs> I just Uh-oh. I'm not against him. I think he's great at it, but that's just yeah. Well, you have to what? love it or hate it. Okay. Well, so what what rubs you the wrong way? What what don't you jive just with? Jealousy. I'm just oh. I'm just je- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? that. I'm just jealous. He has such a huge list like listenership. But yeah. no, I think I am usually just into shorter okay. podcasts mm. and it's really mm-hmm. long. Yeah. I'm in it for the efficiency. Mm-hmm. Yes. There Hurry is up a... and tell me what I need to know and we're yes. done. Unless it we're gonna have a... them do and we <laughs> right <laughs> on five acts. <laughs> That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, I just have um, I have a 
issue where I cannot leave something unfinished. I don't like yeah. that in, during my commute I can't finish the episode mm. and then it's like it's going to take a whole week to finish this. Mm-hmm. Well, like and that. that's also a little problematic because we live like 10 minutes from the office. So if you can't get a podcast episode in 10 minutes. You're out. You're out. <laughs> so today we're going to actually get into virtual culture. Today we're going to talk about virtual culture. I get asked a lot about virtual, virtual culture. Virtual culture. culture. <laughs> vulture culture. <laughs> I feel like you're right. talking about vulture culture. Are we talking about culture? I think there's vultures We're we talking culture? about virtual happy hours here? <laughs> we are. Oh, no. We are not talking about that. But please, can we? <laughs> Remember when that we used to be? We just talk about happy hours. That's okay. Okay. I've but, always had this picture ever since people started using the term virtual culture or like virtual meeting, whatever. <laughs> like, so we all have to be fake, like digital versions of ourselves. Like, it's this virtual. Is... It's not real people on the screen. It's virtual people. So you're thinking of like virtual reality. Yeah. Like this stuff we used to talk about. Right, it's like, like an avatar of you. Yeah, on the screen. that's right. The yeah. avatar. It's not really you. No, we're not talking about that, Steve. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah you ready? I'm, I'm big on this topic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He seems so interested. Well, I got a lot of people who are interested. So for those of you who are keep I listening, a, I actually got a lot of people lately who are saying I'm not interested. Yeah, I don't want to talk in virtual, virtual culture. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like I have those people too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. I wanted to actually dive into it because you and I actually have had a lot of people who have said to us, okay, so it's been two years, so it feels like we should have this figured out, right? But the reality is we haven't really. We have figured out a lot, like how do we do virtual meetings, and we figured out Zoom and Teams and all that stuff, and we figured out how to work together in some capacities. Mm -hmm. We figured out that we like hybrid. We figured out that we can get work done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somehow people are still all asking me, managers are still saying, we still don't know each other. Hmm. How do I do that? How, any any thoughts? Yeah. You know, how do we? <laughs> and also, we had a very clear culture when we were on site that people could describe to others. And now I feel like people don't know how to describe what our culture is anymore. They, they're like, it's just kind of blah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, our culture is that we sit at home. And that we go to a lot of meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so enticing. <laughs> Don't you want to work here too? It's, yeah. It is fascinating to me because at the same time, lots of people are like, yes, I love yeah. the fact that we can have this flexibility. I want to work remote forever. You know, there's definitely a divide of people who do or don't. But a lot of people who do and who want this forever oh, yeah. and they're going to choose companies based on the freedom to do that. And, and yet, yeah, there's absolutely problems or just like unsolved pieces about it. For sure. Oh, yeah. I was reading a re- what actually kind of got me going on this was Steve knows that I'll I've, I'll be thinking about one thing and then I'm thinking about something else. now. <laughs> I was actually planning to do a podcast on completely something different than I found this global culture study. Ooh, I know from 2022 <laughs> from the Tanner Institute that I could what? not. <laughs> Could not. All I can think about is full house. <laughs> like, it's, it's what you think Danny, Danny Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> you know? Danny is wait, he, what they never revealed on the show. Oh, is, is that he's, he's like a culture a researcher. <laughs> I oh god, we've lost her. How do I recover from that? Any Just any stop thoughts? there? Yeah. I think it's the end. Full stop. Yeah. Should we just mention all people's names now that end in Tanner? <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, boy. 
Uh, you need okay. to go be virtual now. Yeah. We we invited her live. But, <laughs> no, that's yeah. the. I'm gonna invite you to become virtual. I feel like that should be a button. Yeah. <laughs> and you just like go virtual. It's like the, the I'm, I'm, in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm We're not firing you. you. We're promoting you to a new virtual. company. He's <laughs> like, I, you know what, Sunday? I'm inviting you to be virtual now. Why? Do I just like remove yourself nowhere. from the room. This is a, this is how it feels to be virtual. Maybe <laughs> We're getting nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. Joe, you want to have a conversation? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me okay. if we're just, we need to hold this comment for later. But I actually think what's happening right now is a big part of it. You can't, currently the way video conferencing is, it's it's very hard to kind of talk over each other yeah, or have that type exactly, of banter. So you do, right. you, you do lose some of these things very tangibly. You have to virtually raise your hand. Virtually. Be called on. Yeah. You know, it does. The banter is yeah. is missing. It, so it makes sense why some why someone would say, yeah, I don't know what the culture really is anymore. Right. Or we lost that part of it. Yeah, because that happened a lot, you know, togetherness. Yeah. But it sounds like, you, I mean, your main question is, especially for <laughs> leaders and managers saying, how do, how? What do we do about right. this how, the yes. how? And I do not have all the answers. So you can stop listening right now. <laughs> I do. However, I, I, I did find an article that it actually did not have all the answers either, but it got me thinking and I pulled a lot of my thoughts together around what I'm hearing. So here's what I'm going to jump into. Here's some starting places. How's mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, first of all, people ask me all, oh, first of all, the, the, the article was fascinating. It gave great tips, but you were saying something about flexibility. And I wanted to say that the number one, the number two cultural trend, or the number one cultural trend is that people are like, please keep flexibility. Please don't let it make it go back. It's, that is part of the culture. So culture, people always ask me, what is it? It's, it's, in, it's behaviors. It's the behaviors that define your culture. So it actually sounds all fancy. What's your culture? When really it's what is it that people can recall that you do? What are the things that you do in your company that define your culture? Usually it's based on values, which is a whole other conversation. But if flexibility is your culture, then that is what we're calling it. People do not want that to go away. Yeah, People are loving that. But we're not going to go there. We already know that. So it's your employees' behaviors defines your company cultures. So what are your new behaviors? If you're keeping it super vague, that's the problem. Um, Because this is what the article said. Amazing culture attracts competitive talent and reduces turnover. 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 Did I finally say the word right? Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Say it again. Read it again. Amazing culture attracts competitive talent and reduces turnover. Because they're attracted that there's a system of, of behaviors that they, in turn, go tell others about that excite them. Hey, we do this. Mm-hmm. We do that. And the people are like, oh, you do that? Whereas if you got nothing, people are like, no, no, we just sit at home and I have flexibility. That's not enough. That's not enough. That's not culture. Right. And behaviors are the piece that you could, you can translate to a virtual environment. But where we may have gotten confused for some companies is if you saw culture just as, oh, Google has ping pong tables, that's culture, or happy hours is culture. Well, of course, then you're confused because that doesn't translate. And so you're stuck going, well, then we we, what is the culture now? Well, Well, that's actually a great point, though. Remember how many people wanted to work at Google, though, because of the bikes? You would see these videos of people riding their bikes around and that. So that was an image of culture. That that went away. So what are they replacing it with? Right. And the irony is when people started mimicking that and for years it's been that trend has continued in different ways. 
really, of course, Google is way smarter than that. The bikes weren't just there to be bikes and be cool. The bikes were part of a strategy of how do we do things here? What are the behaviors? Right, exactly. <laughs> this is how we do things here. Mm -hmm. The bikes were naturally born out of that strategy mm -hmm. and that uh, that intentional culture. It wasn't like, oh, oh let's, let's look cool by having bike. these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an intentional culture decision. Yeah. Exactly right. No, let's just very quickly, I know I joked about it in the beginning, but we've, we've a lot of people tried the virtual happy hour or virtual small talk as a way to know each other. And we all agree that as, and you and I are extroverts and I do not enjoy it. Mm -mm. It's awkward. It's weird. I don't want to drink my cocktail on the screen like that. And it's that same thing. It's like, who's talking when? And then only what happens is the dominating people start talking and then it's just awkward. So that is not at all... <laughs> <laughs> what does it? But I do think that people have really figured that out. And everybody tells me there's this one company I work with that says, oh, yeah, we still have it listed every Friday at two o'clock, but no one shows. And I'm like, why are why are if no one shows? Why? Why is it still on the calendar? Ding, ding, ding. Cancel it. <laughs> Find something else. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not working. Yeah. Um, they need things they can anchor to um, and they want to know what we do and how it brings us together in our virtual world. So it wants, we want to unify our teams. If we don't share the same office or the same time zone or background, how do we do it? So here's some intentional ideas that I came up with relative to some of the articles that I read. This one really stood out to me. Get your culture starting point number one right from the beginning, which is get your onboarding process right. Mm -hmm. So that makes it sound like so let that be part of your culture. What is your culture around onboarding? Don't let it just be like, well, here's here's Jacqueline. All right, so you work with here. Um, I, I announce it to the group. Hey, we just hired someone new on our and welcome, to, you know, welcome Sunday. So you're going to be shadowing Jacqueline. Does that sound unique or different? Not, uh, does it to you? Right, and then that new person is picking up the whole problem from the beginning. The culture was not intentional from the beginning of the company. Exactly. So it's you're repeating that same mistake with the new person. Their their new beginnings are also intentional, unintentional, which means they pick up on certain behaviors and certain things about the culture. Yep. Or they learn from others, like how okay, how does it work here? Yeah. But they don't pick up on a lot of the things that the leader wants. Mm -hmm. to be in place because mm -hmm. it was never talked about and it was never built in intentionally. Yes. So the intentional behaviors need to be communicated right from the start. So that's one piece. And then the next piece that they said was, really, it's about building relationships. And people focus too much on, well, let's figure out the work. Honestly, what I'm reading is they say that the first week should be nothing but building relationships for that new person. They should meet every single, they should have one-on-ones with every single person on their team with a series of questions to get to know each other and maybe even some external people. Their whole week should be relationship building. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be exhausting, <laughs> but you you aren't going to do it in the office anymore. You got to get to know people yeah. and be very strategic about it. That's a good one. You know, when you're maybe at a gathering and you meet a new person and they tell you their name and you miss it and then it's really? you have like maybe one or two more chances to ask again <laughs> if you don't remember it's at some points too late. Yeah. I think it's like that with this where <laughs> if you <laughs> dive a new person right into the work mm -hmm. and they're straight into meetings and like yeah. doing work from day one, the, there's a certain point at which you I don't know what, how long it is. You've missed your window of opportunity yeah. to really like fold them in. Mm -hmm. And if, if you dive right into the work. 
a lot of times you're immediately missing that. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone who recently just said, we just hired someone and there was some negativity around this particular choice we made. And already I feel like we've lost this person in the first week. Yeah. And um, and he's like, we made a mistake. And he goes, I think one of the things our, our culture needs to be is we welcome people and you trust our decisions. And their relationships with those other colleagues. It's like you've missed, they've missed that window of opportunity. So now it's a very rigid robotic relationship. Yeah. Because there was never a chance to say hi as a human. Right. And now it's too late. Like mm-hmm. week two is, yep. it's too late. She's already, this person's already formed an impression that's going to be really hard to get back. Exactly. That was what this person was saying. Yeah. So intentional about the onboarding process. Number two, this one's very kind of supporting number one, but make sure there's actually a clear company culture with with a baseline of behaviors and values followed by traditions. So I'm just going to throw some ones out there. The truth is you got to get creative with this. You got to figure out, but it's, it's things like this. How do you give recognition now? How do you give recognition? Do you share? I've seen some companies who share a weekly photo on Friday, something silly, something done, something that inspired them, a weekly meme. You get it? Some, it's like, but that's what we do every Friday. Yeah. You see how it's like a dumb thing, but it's what people look forward to. And also, by the way, when that gets old, you pick something different. Yeah. It's about noticing what's changing, too. Do you have a monthly learning session with a breakout session for team members to get to know each other? Like, it's not about the work. It's like, hey, I was inspired by we actually did this when things were virtual and we do it less now because we work together. But I loved it when you were like, hey, Sunday, pick a TED Talk. Share it with us. Inspire us. What were your learning points from it? That is, it's like separate. It was it it bounded us. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, we both really like Seth Godin. I love the way he says it. He's not always intentionally talking about culture, but he says people like us do things like this. Yes. And I, I just I love that definition because it's, it, it's kind of like what are the behaviors, the maybe even the unspoken norms and rules, like how we do things here. Yeah. And and so some of those type of moves create a little of that. They do. And you know how people say to us all the time, well, our team meetings, we meet weekly and they're a little dull and <laughs> get creative with it. So I just worked with, you know, we're working with a company that has a huge branch in India. So the branch in India has a huge team of 60 people. So he's like, how do I know people with 60 people? How do I yeah. do this? So one of our ideas was, all right, so what I'd like you to do is have your 10 team leads one at a time, take a turn picking a learning topic. And once a month in your team meeting, have them lead it and come up with a list of five questions uh, that that they're supposed to interact with about them and put them in breakout rooms in groups of five. So that means right away that group of 60 is now becoming a group of five. And they're going to just discuss their what their takeaways were mm-hmm. around this TED Talk that they watched or a podcast or an article. And then they come together, they share a few themes, and we're done. But now a random group of five had a smaller conversation around a common theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. I've seen a few uh, organizations, giant organizations, tens of thousands of people, in this one case, hundreds of thousands of people, where they did, of course, the leader can't get to know everyone and there aren't going to be virtual opportunities for everyone to kind of, you know, float around, stop by someone's desk type of thing. But it was a weekly, the leader kind of just did like a selfie video, you know, just like, here's some updates. Here's what I've been thinking about this week. Even something like that can go a long way. Oh, absolutely. So. Um, a selfie video just talking about the updates instead of it being a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Another thought on this vein is sometimes these types of things we're talking about can feel a little like extra or cheesy or a leader's like, yeah, but it's just we're all busy. Like Again, the virtual happy hour, people are done with that. Um, a lot of times the behaviors and the norms that make up culture that people love the most are actually the very like work tactical ones. Mm -hmm. So there's also that side of things. Of course, we're always working with teams to create their norms, but sometimes it's like communication channels we use. Mm -hmm. It sounds mundane, but that's actually the stuff that people end up really loving about their culture or, you know, how we do like project updates or some of the things that are based on their work. Don't sound cool, but but no. I'm here to work. Like I'm getting paid to come here and work. And so I do care. Most people really care about the norms around um, the actual workflow itself. Yeah. I have a little bit about that around some starting and stopping. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they do. They love that. Do you also agree that it doesn't work if the leaders don't show up? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's times to show up and times not to, for mm -hmm. sure. Sometimes a leader's presence can stifle a lot mm -hmm. of the connection. But, but yeah, I mean, you can't expect others to show up if you're not showing up kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> it's part of the culture that where maybe your culture is, too, is that even if I'm a leader, I'm going to have fun with you, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like that's part of it, too. Um, I know that there's a lot under this behaviors ones. It's only because I'm throwing out ideas. <laughs> I, I found that I read this article and it had this great app that I actually checked out called Culture Cloud. Wow. It was like, they'll give you ideas for you. <laughs> you have the company download Culture Cloud and it actually gives instant ways to give people recognition, mm -hmm. points towards recognition, uh, like feedback on sessions that happen all around the work. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. I haven't seen that one. One that I go to a lot is called, um, it's, you can just follow them on social or anything. They have a website, but Corporate Rebels. Mm -hmm. And they basically are, uh, they are an organization, but a small group that goes around and studies, spends time with really um, innovative companies, companies that do things completely different culturally. I mean, we're talking like companies who let you set your own salary and it's public information to all your yeah. peers, like <laughs> kind of crazy stuff. Yes. They would actually think that's like a tame thing. Some of the companies that they they look at. And so they spend time at the companies and kind of profile and explain how they do things. So it's a really um, if you just want like also inspiration sources, sometimes looking at stuff like that brings whole new ideas or ways mm -hmm. of looking at it that aren't just stuck in the old like virtual happy hour <laughs> water cool virtual water <laughs> stop cooler. calling it that stop. i know and did we ever really gather around the water cooler? who was doing that before the <laughs> our grandparents i think so okay so this one is number three which is so you have to come up with creative ways to have behaviors that people recall was my point to that mm -hmm. one this one is really on the manager. Uh, this one is you have to create networking opportunities for growth proactively because it's not happening naturally anymore. So this one I get asked about all the time. So if I was sitting on the floor uh, in my office, I could see what was happening in that room and in that room and that room. And even at lunch, I could be like, what do you do? And did, oh, can I connect with you on that? You know how it is. And then you'd be at a meeting and I'd be like, what do you do? And then I'd be like, oh, can I follow up with you? You start learning what's happening within an organization. So as you continue to want to grow, you have scope for what there is. Well, now your scope is literally your team 
and maybe who visits every once in a while, right? And even in a meeting, it's like, well, now we're here to talk about this thing, and then we leave the meeting. Right. And there's no, you're boxed in conversationally to Mm -hmm. one topic at a time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's nothing outside of that, which we, a lot of us don't realize how much conversation and things happened outside of those boxes. Oh, yeah. So I feel like what I'm hearing a lot of complaints are is they're like, I don't, I don't feel any opportunity for growth right now because of virtual. And that's actually on this list that I'll share in a minute of the things that are working and not working virtually. And on this list with the, that article I read, advancing my career is harder at home. That one is checking the box as not working so great because they're not figuring out what the big their bubble is just their bubble. Mm-hmm. So this is on the manager. So the manager, this was a brainstorming idea I came up with the other day with someone, is they've got to do the reaching out for the team. They have to be proactive and say things like, well, at our team meetings, I'm going to actually invite members. They don't even have to be the manager. A member of another team to just come on in and say, here's what our day-to-day looks like. Here's what skill sets we use. By the way, my name is Steve Perkins, and I work in this area. And if you want to network with me and you're interested in what I do, reach out to me so that people have a point person now to start the process. So managers think, what skill sets does your team have that are potential connecting skill sets for growth and bring those people in to talk virtually? That's a good one. I I was just thinking that a good resource for some of this, and it sounds like we're kind of giving some ideas and trying to spark some thought to maybe think about other ideas. Um, We've always been good friends with the team at Belay. Yeah. And um, B-E-L-A-Y. But they, their co-founder, Brian Miles, wrote a book on, called Virtual Culture. And I think it's really good because they were doing this a long time before the pandemic where their team is 100% virtual. But they also, it's a team of virtual assistants. So it's not only how their team was, but it was the actual job they did as well. Mm-hmm. And... Then, of course, also had to make adjustments into the pandemic. So I've always appreciated his perspectives on it. Some Mm -hmm. good ideas in there. Yeah, I forgot about that. That, That's right. He was doing this way before. So it'd be interesting to read it now, too, to see if he would change anything or how similar it is, too. Uh Let's see. The next one is virtual culture now. One of the culture decisions that needs to be implemented in a company is you you can't be as spontaneous as you used to be. That the thoughtfulness needs to be raised in the sense of you need to think three steps ahead now. And what I mean by that is you could just be like, boom, before. But now we have different different time zones to consider a lot. People are hiring within different time zones. So virtual communication takes a little longer. It takes extra care to plan ahead and to communicate, communicate to, to alleviate immediate stress. Because if it's one time in California and my day is ending and now your problem and you're reaching out to me because you didn't think ahead and now and my day is just winding down and now I'm just because you didn't think ahead now I'm st- can you see this yes you really need to make it a norm that you are constantly thinking who's in what time zone and I need to be thinking three steps ahead yeah okay so before you get too discouraged with this one I actually think this is a huge really really good thing I, I think this is the exact reason why we're all rethinking our work lives. Because before, our lives were dominated by our calendar. And it's like, well, Sunday scheduled a meeting with me, and it goes from 1 to 2. And Jacqueline scheduled one that goes from 2 to 3. And Joe scheduled one that goes from 3 to 4. So today, I wake up and I look at my calendar, and I go, oh, I have, I have to go to meetings from 1 to 4. 
And we never questioned it. Like very few people, mostly at high senior levels, would ever question their calendar. It was like, well, that's what I have to do. That's what people ask me. That's what's on my calendar. And I think this is the exact reason that got everyone questioning their calendar and going, wait, but does it have to be that way? Could it look different? It's hard because it's a whole other job. It's like I have my day job Mm -hmm. and it's an entire full-time job to think about how you do your work and Mm -hmm. how your calendar is structured. And should I go to that meeting or would there be a better way to do the use my time today? Like that is a full-time job. And, (laughs) And it's like, okay, so it's, yeah, it's hard to be doing both. Like that is a whole bunch of, um, a, a lot of times maybe adding to the mental load and the burnout. Um, but I think it's a really good thing because we're questioning more about, mm-hmm. well, do we have to do it that way? <laughs> mm-hmm. Does my schedule have to look like this? Does that meeting have to be an hour long or could it be 10 minutes? And um, so I actually think there's a really good side to that because I I miss when there's not the sponta- spontaneity. But I know. I, I think do there too. was a lot of negative impact of just like assuming that our calendar was the way it had to be. Yeah. I agree. Good point there. So that actually brings me to my next thought, though, in terms of the calendar. This one's really important for virtual culture. I hear a lot of people complaining that they're working harder than they ever did before because it's virtual Mm -hmm. and they're frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you need to decide as a company, what is your working culture going to be and make it clear. But you can't say it as a leader and not live it. So emphasize starting and stopping and what are the rules and live it. So if it's vacation and you don't and we cover for you, if someone starts to work on vacation, you as a leader need to say, "Uh uh-uh, I saw that. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So-and-so's covering for you. We got your back. Yeah. Or, um, no, at five o'clock... I remember how you, this is where, this is where I was thinking when you said our communication norms are pick the only one. You don't need to check all the 5,000 places in which we work all day long. If I really need you, Steve, I will only text you if I need you. That's the only place you need to be looking. And for the most part, I'm only going to reach out to you if it's an emergency. Yeah. Make that real and communicate it. Let them tell their friends. This is why I love working here is because I feel like I have an evening or I feel like I don't have an evening, but I get to decide when I want to work, if that's the culture. Yeah. Because I do my best work in the evening. Yeah. So much of the angst or burnout comes when it's not defined. Yes. And at the same time, there has to be some level of grace in that. Because these are these are habits. These are rituals. These are like many people trying to interact together. Mm-hmm. It's never going to go perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I think the repetition over time is what matters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like you and I might lead um, a team in building some of their kind of norms and Um, some of their culture and they define it and we're all excited. And then for the first week it's going great. And then week two, like things start to trip up and all of a sudden everyone's like, well, it doesn't work. Uh, I know. (laughs) It's like, well, hold on. What habit have you ever built in your own life that quick? And we're talking about a group of 30 people trying to do it together. Have you ever ever tried to run a 5k (laughs) and in one week you're like, yeah, I got this. You're like, no, you're huffing and puffing still for three weeks. Right. So it's like, (laughs) Okay, some grace. Yeah. Also effort and Retweaking? but keep with it yeah, and absolutely. tweak. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep talking about mm-hmm. it and maybe build it into whatever rhythms already exist to keep talking about it mm-hmm. and oh hey, what if we tried this or this part has been a little tricky. Mm-hmm. I know what I was going to say when you were talking about calendars is this one 
ticks me off. I hear so many people saying, oh, yeah, we started this thing where our lunch hours were like our lunch hours, but nobody, everyone schedules over our lunch hours. Then I'm like, well, then don't take the meeting. (laughs) Yeah. You somebody's got to stand up for it, but the truth is that's also on the leaders. They got to protect their team. See, that's a culture decision. That's a behavior that we support because we value your lunch. That should be like, hey guys, you're not going to believe it. I actually work somewhere where we have a lunch. Right. <laughs> and it gets back to that. Okay, so people have to talk about that over time because yes. if it's a built-in habit that for the last 25 years you've been working through lunches it's and everyone time. else's, it's yeah. not going to shift no. that quickly. You're going <laughs> to put one on my calendar cuz you're old school. And I'm going to be like, oh, and yeah. I'm just going to say, hey, Steve, I'm going to actually say no to this meeting right? because we're trying really hard to stick to. Yes. And you're going to be like, oh, but it's you've got to learn a new behavior as well. Yeah. But we have to hold each other to the behaviors. Right. And talk through the situations where it doesn't apply. Someone yeah. on that team is going to be like, no, I love working through lunches. I'm not yeah. changing that. Okay. So then how are we going to handle you that? You can work through it on your own <laughs> if you want. Right. Feel free to email your own, like on your own time, but no meetings with me. Exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And if you do on accident, I'm going to decline it. Yes. Okay. Can we agree to that? Yeah. <laughs> we had another company who tried to do no video Fridays. Mm-hmm. It started and stopped. Right. That was another thing people really appreciated. So I love that you mentioned that these habits take take time. But here's the bottom line. If you're listening to me right now and you're like, Cindy, I feel like you're talking about a lot of non-work things. Like... But this is the world that we're living in now, and it is the reality of what is happening in many, many companies. If you look at Great Places to Work, which is a place that certifies great culture, these things that I'm talking about are the places that the innovative, creative, hard, competitive people are going to work for because they work hard, but they play hard. They feel known, they feel heard, and they they feel like there's a set of norms in which they can anchor to. So you got to get out of your old school way of thinking And you got to create some virtual culture. You have to. So in closing, all I just wanted to end was the list. So I was going over with a leader this list, and he was saying, okay, so there's only two boxes, if you were looking, that are checked that everyone is saying is easier at home. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that people are saying that are still difficult, not at home, which just means that we still have work to do around solving for some of these. One of them, so the two that everybody is saying is think creatively and meeting deadlines. Everyone's loving that. That is easier to do at home. I just want to list the ones that people are still saying are challenging. Collaborating with colleagues, advancing my career, which I already mentioned, communicating with colleagues and leaders, troubleshooting and resolving problems, making personal connections with colleagues, staying informed on what other teams are working on, ensuring all team members have a voice in decisions. So if you just look at that list as a leader, just take one at a time, and think, how can I creatively solve for this and create a norm around it that works? 